Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. someone come in who's like i need you to instill a healthy fear in me because i'm not afraid of anything <laughs> or like you know, i don't know is there ever any time someone is like i'm not afraid to uh jump I'm off of you, georgia down i'm not afraid of you georgia make me afraid of you so i don't hurt myself i i have i've never had anyone actually come in and say that they want to instill fear in themselves that um i have had people come in and say well you know, I'm perfect. There's nothing wrong with me. Oh. And I'm like, well, that's like the first sign that there's something wrong, right? Um, Why are you which here? Which they don't. Wait, there's there's nothing wrong with me, right, Georgia? Therapy and says, look, Georgia Dow, I'm going to be honest. I have problems that will strain your skills as a clinician. That is a good sign that they're that they're able to get better. Oh, yeah, yeah, they can get better. It's it's hard. Like, if people are really armored up, like, we carry all this armor and, and pretend to be, like, perfect, that's, like, the first sign of that weakness is so bad for them that they have to pretend to be perfect. Narcissists do the same thing. Um, and, um, yeah, it's kind of hard for people to then, you know, see the chinks in their armor. What so, makes them come in know. in the first place, then? Because you'd think that Usually that they're the there to, like, yeah, to vent because everyone else is wrong. Ah. Yeah. Fix yeah. the world. I'm perfect, but fix the world. But what if they're right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think George has yet to I, meet I, anyone, right? Uh, well, sometimes people are not that wrong. Like there are people that come in and, and they're in really horrible situations and, it, and it's not them that we, you know, we have to de- help them deal with other things. But rarely would they come on with such a bold statement unless, you know, right? Like there was that's, something really going on. No, it's just because when I was in rehab, the people that wouldn't admit they had a problem and had all these lovely stories about why, like, they were physicians and were caught with, like, Schedule 1 drugs in their car, they were the ones that didn't get better from rehab. That, <laughs> is, that, that is true. Yeah. That is true. That's absolutely true. And it, it happens. It happens quite a lot. But, you know, if if they're coming in, odds are that they actually want to get help. And so they don't have a really hard time after we have a trusting relationship for me to be honest with them about, you know, some ideas that they might want to relook at. Um, ha- is there anything to, so, okay. On occasion, I will refer to myself in the third person. So like, it used to be if someone at work was like, Are you hey, like Elmo? Well, maybe. Someone at work would be like, it actually is Elmo IRL. I just might be. I'm like, hey, who, who did this? Someone will ask. And I'm like, oh, Micah did. Because I'm way across the room and the only thing they can hear is my voice. And if they don't recognize my voice, then that's an easy way to make that a thing. But people started like teasing me about it. And... I was just curious, like, is there any psychological thing tied to, like, referring to yourself in the third person a lot? Because I don't do it a lot. I do it every once in a while. But there does seem to be some <laughs> You're, kind like, of... giving a little distomp. I don't do it a lot, though, Georgia. <laughs> there seems to be some kind of stigma. And I have seen, like, there's one person I know who I have never seen refer to their self in the first person ever. 
uh, literally always the third person. And I'm like, hmm, that's mm-hmm. interesting. They're always their <laughs> name as opposed to, to I or, you know, <laughs> I want to do this. So do you Micah just answer Mike. every question with I am Micah? Is that what is that? Because I would understand if they were starting to tease you about that. No, no. It's every once in a while. But apparently, like, I, people think that that means that you uh, have, like, detachment problems or something. Or, like, you you can't, you don't recognize, I don't even know, like, self-awareness or, like, recognize yourself as yourself or you're trying to, like, live outside of yourself or something. It's very strange. Depersonalization is just... Um, okay, so the short answer is no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a sign of, of any type of uh, psychological issue at all. Uh, neither is talking to yourself. There's nothing wrong with that either. It's like hopefully you'll be nice to yourself when you talk to yourself and not cruel. Uh, it can be actually really helpful um, to talk to yourself. Also not a problem. Also, we end up with something like a brain battle, like where part of our brain is like, I should do this. And then part of your brain goes, no, but I'm really scared. And that's also healthy and completely normal and normal brains do that as well. So there's a lot of things that people get worried or triggered by thinking that, oh my God, this means I'm crazy. Or they're, they always give like the, the quiet voice and like, Georgia, I want to tell you something. And uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how to say it, but, and then they give me one of these scenarios and I'm like, totally normal. This is what people do. Uh, it's we've, we've stigmatized things that are just what healthy brains do all the time and not at all an issue. Mm. It shouldn't bother you thinking, um, intrusive thoughts. We all think horrible, horrible things in our heads all the time. Um, you know, some more, some more than others. (laughs) I'm not staring at anyone when I say some more than others, completely healthy, normal. That's what you do. Um, you know, everyone's probably thought of, wow, it would be horrible if I did this or if this happened, how horrible that would be. That does not mean you're going to do it. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. And so there's a lot of things we've stigmatized because of TV news and it's, it shouldn't be stigmatized. It shouldn't be something that you worry about. And, uh, it has nothing to do with you, um, having, having a problem or that there's something that's, that's, you're not coping with well. Well, Micah, thanks you for, for clearing that up. Uh, Dr. Brianna has a different opinion. <laughs> probably, probably need a good, a legit therapist, not Georgia Dow. To come to Dr. Brianna and pay me thousands of dollars in my pyramid scheme. I mean, clinic that will help get you you okay. So let's go down the list of things you need to call Dr. Brianna about. Uh, let's see, talking to yourself, um, believing you're perfect, believing you're not perfect. And- <laughs> Yeah. Also, also doing a podcast with me. Very, yeah. very, very serious sign of unhealthy. I've been to this yeah. podcast in hopes of getting better, and I'm not. So I'm like, not. So, Micah, just so you know, the, there's actually a word for that, and it's iliism. So you are you are the iliest, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there you the go. Iliest. Or, <laughs> not oh like God. from the Iliad. Where is this from? I don't know. I found it on Mental Floss. It's like it's an, an iliest, I L L E I S T. An iliest is someone who refers to him to well, it says himself, but I'll be gender gender neutral themselves in the third person. Uh, and they they have eleven famous iliasts like Bob Dole and Bo Jackson and Elmo and Pele <laughs> and The Rock. Elmo. The, oh, yeah, The Rock. Oh, my gosh. I just did a story the other day, or a video, rather, for iMore about this uh, 
this alarm clock oh, that The Rock released. Oh, my goodness. Oh. oh, my goodness. I want this. I haven't downloaded it yet. I keep on forgetting to. I'm going to do this right away. Talk talk about it. I was, so awesome. I was looking back. Uh, through, I'll, yeah, I'll explain it in just a second. I want one that Brie does this. So, Brie, you oh, have to copy yes. this idea. I want a Brie alarm clock. Yes, that would be great. So, basically, what The Rock does. Um, it he, just wakes you up by, by accosting you to rate the show is what, is what the, <laughs> rate the, the, the show. alarm clock wakes you up. He uh, he made this app or, you know, somebody he paid somebody to do it, whatever. The Rock released an app that has a bunch of like custom recorded uh, alarms on it that he put together. And so there's one where he's like playing a ukulele and singing to wake wait, you wait, up. Wait, and- you, you, you missed the punchline. The best part of this is the name of the app. The app is called The Rock Clock. Yes, The, the Rock, Rock Clock. Clock. Which it's in the it's like, in the app store. That's why he had to make a clock. <laughs> right, obviously he couldn't make something else. He had to make a clock because it rhymes. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think the the coolest part, like the part that actually made me kind of take it seriously, is that each day when he wakes up, he records a video that gets sent into the app, and so when you wake up you can actually watch like his daily video. Uh, the first video was rather vulgar, <laughs> but um, yeah. This is not you... for kids. This is like a 18 and over. Yeah, this is not for, not for tiny children because it's uh, got a lot. It, I mean, there's it was like F word flying every five uh, seconds. Okay, I don't know if it's safe for parents then because sometimes my alarm will go off. My kids are already awake. Oh, this is the, vi- this need... isn't the alarm itself. This is the okay. video that you get to watch. He doesn't wake me up with, with swearing. No, yeah, you, you choose an alarm. The clock. Let's let's be honest, Georgia. If the kids are awake when you wake up, you're getting woken up with swearing regardless. Wait, 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 so. wait, 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 wait. Bree, Bree, Bree. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Bree, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, let's like pretend that right now I've just gotten ready and, and I'll beep and then it'll be my Bree clock goes off and you can like, you know, yell out or not yell out what you would say if you, you were the alarm clock. Are you ready, Bree? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. I'm sleeping. Georgia, my sergeant is outside your house. Get up, your family is in danger. Run for it. Micah is coming for you. He knows where you live. Run. We should have a disruption clock, and and oh it would God. be random. So, oh. like, Micah. Micah would say something like, you know, like, like thoughtful. I'd say something uplifting. Brie would scare you to death. And, and Steve would be all soothing. And you wouldn't know which one of us you were going to get. Every it's well, you know, it's like I, I start out by gently imploring you to wake up. And then the more that you hit snooze, then eventually you get to Brie who starts screaming at I've you. I've got the name. You know, it's, like it's called like- Disruption Roulette. Ooh, I like that. This might be. This might be Somebody's gonna build this before the next show, you know. I, is there someone gonna, here that I can actually program? Have like, we have someone more. that knows how to like make like things like this because <laughs> we should be doing this right now. I wonder if Marco wants to build an app for us. <laughs> no, we should just like hijack Bree's company and make her like yeah. you know do this. I I don't think we're gonna be doing. Sorry. Ah, ah. games this month, Georgia. That's not enough. That's not enough. This one's gonna be. This one's gonna be the big money maker, though. That's what I think. Okay. Everyone, everyone can tweet out to Bree out their ideas for the the disruptive clock. Disruption roulette. So we should probably talk about 
this um this apple music brouhaha that kind of started up this week because it, it kind of raises some interesting questions about like what we actually own and and how the the services that we subscribe to behave and what happens when things go wrong so there was this uh this article on vellum atlanta from this gentleman named james pinkstone titled apple stole my music no seriously and it's a it's a long post and we'll link it in the show notes but the the long and the short of it is that he signed up for apple music he had a very large music library and he claims that when apple when apple music matched his songs that everything was deleted and then when he went to redownload it it was replaced with the songs that were matched from their servers which were not exactly the same songs as the ones that he had uh, the exa- one of the examples he has is a uh, a rare early version of Fountains of Wayne that'll do the driving. Um, and then that got replaced with, I presume was from the album version that got released of Rarities later. That's not exactly the same as what he had originally. And so there, there's been a lot of talk about this over the last day or so. Um, there was a piece up on iMore that, that Serenity Caldwell wrote kind of refuting his claims and saying that it didn't quite work the way that he that he thought. But it's I don't not know if it was refuting his claims. I think that yeah. that he didn't understand everything that yeah. the way that it works and why it occurred. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, and, and I mean, because it's it's clear that his you know this stuff happened, but why right. how it actually came to be is not necessarily the way that he posits that it was in the article. Yeah, to say that Apple stole his music, yeah. no, seriously, <laughs> no, no, seriously. Not seriously. Yeah, not seriously. That's not exact. The, the argument that Serenity was making is unless there was some kind of bug, which uh, in some way deleted his entire library, um, it's not it's just not how apple music works because right. it kind of keeps itself uh separate as long as you keep it that way and so yeah. to to say that apple stole the music is that's the inaccurate part um right. he he did some you know it, it's not about placing blame either on either party because he did something wrong in theory and Apple has every opportunity to make that a little bit easier for people or to make it more clear. So, you know, there's yeah. there's a problem on both sides. But I think that the the thing we really wanted to talk about was, you know, how how upset people can get when they lose something yep. like uh, a digital file. I mean, you know, there's there's no music held in hand, but the minute it's gone, then you're, you know, you, you feel personally wronged or something. So psychology, Georgia Dow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's there. Yeah, I can fully, under, I'm fully with the guy on the feelings of having something yeah. taken from you. I don't, I don't, that's why I don't update applications. I like the way that it works exactly as it works. And suddenly oh, I don't Georgia, know. we're about to rumble. I can't believe <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, I don't like, I don't update. I have a hundred and something oh, oh. updates right now on my computer. Oh my God, Georgia. None of them oh, I'm running through. I even wait to update my watch and, 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 and uh, iOS on its own. I wait for that. I have one on my computer. It sent me a reminder a thousand times and I'm like, I will wait till tomorrow. Every oh time God, it says, Georgia. you know what, Apple? I'll wait again till tomorrow. <laughs> it makes me have this sense of power. I know I'm not alone. I am not alone. But I just it, imagine Georgia, you in like a staring contest with software update. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like just waiting to see which one is going to blink first, like you against the robot. It's going down. <laughs> Meet me at high noon. 
In a world where updates are always around the corner. Um, but for, for music, it's even more so because that's something that music hits us on a very deep level. And when you have a certain song that you've gotten used to with a certain pace and a nuance, to have something that the file was, was changed and you didn't know, like I think that Apple's fault is that it is not clear enough to people what's happening and what to do. And unfortunately, when a little pop-up says, you know, if you choose remove download, you will send the local fire. Like when they do that, no one reads them. And that's the problem is that we don't really read this because we've gotten so used to pop-ups and always, you know, well, it doesn't really matter. Nothing bad is going to happen. And in this case, if you get rid of your local file from it, yes, then it's like you got rid of your local file. And Apple has thought that this was the one that matches. And, you know, oops, maybe it's not. So I think that on that part, it's Apple. But I think that on a lot of parts, we're very attached to our music, our area in our digital world. We consider our own. We like to have it set up in our manner and to have that messed with make people feel really upset. As And this is not the first time that this has happened. Jim Dalrymple also was really upset yeah. about losing all kinds of specific songs that he had. And he, you know, couldn't get them back. And so Serenity's written, I think, two or three of these articles but no doubt if you have to keep on writing articles about the same thing, Apple has to do a better job of making it clear for people. Yeah. And that's kind of um, <clears throat> I, I, now that I have an inside look at, the, at, at how iMore works. No, um, <laughs> exclusive. You're going to spill all the juice on yeah, iMore. I'm going to spill just a tiny bit of juice, which is like be, getting to be a part Apple of juice? the. Apple ah. <laughs> Getting to be a part Sorry, of the. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Sorry, please that's continue. Good. You had to take that one. You had to take that one. <laughs> Getting to be a part of it, the it was it was it was hanging thing. low and over the plate. No, I had to swing at it. Sorry. No, 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 stop. <laughs> nope. Uh, getting to be a part of the kind of like emotions of the thing. Uh, let's just say, I mean, you can tell from the article, so this really isn't like giving anything away, but there were lots of feels. And I, I think I said, tell me how you really feel to Serenity like four times as I was editing that piece because it was just so good and so full of like, are you serious? <laughs> um, because yeah, that that's what the frustration I think centered around is Apple needs to be better at explaining how these things work so that, you know, when it's, when it's our job as, as tech journalists and particularly tech journalists like Serenity who do a lot of um, how-tos and help articles and things like that, whenever that's, you know, her job, it's, it's made very difficult by, by these kinds of mistakes and problems. And what ends up happening is like this uh, panic and fear sets in and people are going, the sky is falling and all of my Apple music is gone. And really, it's just like you should flip this switch. Or can you, can you say that, that voice again, please, Micah? <laughs> Let me try. Oh, <laughs> the sky is falling and everything I love is yeah, gone. That's, that, that's the voice of the typical Apple hysteria journalism. That's You've nailed it. You've got it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've been practicing that one for a while. Uh, yeah. My Apple music has gone too. No. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I get the, the frustration with that. Um, I mean, I guess I understand it more with something like photos because, you know, photos contain memories and capture very particular moments in our lives. And we print out photos and we like, you know, Im like caress photos and put them on the wall and all this kind of You're thing. Getting You're getting creepy. You're getting creepy there. You make you get, love whoa, to your photos. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
<laughs> but we don't well i guess you might never mind nope stop i think that i think that you're spoken though like a true non-audiophile i think that for people some yeah. people music is their life and their heart and which has got brought them through um hard times and difficult times and to have that suddenly taken away from them without their volition in their minds it, i get how that would be really traumatic for people that's yeah. fair. I mean, yeah. I don't even know that it's even, you know, it's even if not necessarily that, but just like you're trusting your stuff to somebody else, right? It doesn't even matter like what it is. Like you're handing your stuff over to somebody else. And if they don't treat it with care, then you're going to be angry with them. Like we had, we had a situation this week where Maureen gave her iPad to one of our daughters and oh, that's a bad thing already. It was already a bad, it was a bad thing, but you know, if we had an hour to kill and she was, she's generally been responsible and come to find out an hour later that she'd gone into one of Maureen's free to play games and spent all of her gold and all of her diamonds. <gasps> See that, that would make me, that would make yeah. me angry. I totally yeah. hear I'm on Maureen's side on this. My yeah, no, I am too. No, I you don't, I don't give Frank my phone for that same reason. You know, he can't, you know, he doesn't understand what that stuff means. That's on Maureen. I'm sorry. Well, you know, but we trusted her and you know, it's, it's, she's been very responsible lately. And then she just went and, and did this, and now we know that we can't, but, you know, we were angry with her for that, too. I mean, it was, and, and you know, it's it's something that you had it, and it was, it existed in some way, and now it's gone, and maybe it never really existed because it was just bit somewhere, but it's still something that you had, and now all of a sudden you hand it to somebody else, and now it's gone, and there's there's still a sense of loss from that. Okay, yeah, I do have a very clear comparison, the, the story that I told you before about how I played, uh, I played Ocarina of Time three times and each time I yeah. would rather reset the console on me. So then I just gave up forever and all of life yeah. uh, because I was, yeah, it was time that I had invested in the real world for bits and bytes on a computer. Um, but still time that I had invested and fun that I had had and memories that I had tied to those things and good experiences and feels. So I, I get like, I don't know. I think that certainly there's a reason to get upset and there's a reason to expect more. Um, I just, it's interesting to me sometimes how these things just kind of build on themselves. And by the time it, it's like that telephone game, by the time it gets to the end of the telephone line, no one is saying exactly what happened at the beginning. And when something is based on, a, on an untrue thing in the first place, then it even compounds. I mean, you know, this article was in theory, uh, false in its, in its headline and in the actual article. And then that kind of got built upon and built upon and everyone was just going, Apple music is terrible. And we're all just, you know, losing our music. I mean, are you yeah. new here? I mean, this is what's <laughs> going on with Apple from the time immemorial and people scream like first was the iMac losing its floppy drive oh my god the sky is falling <laughs> you're gonna die your family's gone like this is this is apple journalism and you know i often am struck by this that generally speaking when i have a passionate piece about feminism you know i submit it to a major magazine they say yes and they want it. And one of the reasons is because that feminism stuff has awesome click rate. Like the people that hate women click it. The people that love women click it. Like it does. It gets great traffic. 
So that's an example, though, of something like being constructive. <laughs> but like, write something smashing Apple. Like, I guarantee if I went to a blog tomorrow and I wrote something like, Apple is doomed and I denounce it, like, that would get a lot of hits. Like, True. Marco, you know, on our network finds this out all the time that he writes reasonable pieces about like the MacBook One. And then, like, Boy Genius Reports will pick it up and be like, oh, even Marco Armit hates this. And it's <laughs> over. It's over for Apple. Like, you know, it's bad journalism. And I do think, I mean, I understand what you're saying, Georgia, about the feelings being real there. But I I have to be honest. Like, I, I think it's bad journalism. I didn't support Jim Dalrymple when he did this. And I just, I, I, I think... I think the feeling is true, but I think that's a very different thing from a journalist or like, you know, to write this stuff and to have, have it get a really wide, do you know what I mean? I think you I, put I this stuff out there and it has consequences. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think that, I think that, I don't know if, I think it might be saying too far to say that it's bad journalism to have a scathing article about something. No, I think no, that, that's the point. Like the, yeah. the sky is falling at like right, my, right, what Mike right, is talking about. Right. The headline is a lie. Yeah. The headline, yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to use that word, yeah. but that headline was a lie. It deliberately misled me. I don't know if yeah. he knew that it was a lie. Unfortunately, because of the manner, and you can just ask how many people have like written Serenity or asked that it, the, they, I don't know if he knew that it was a lie when he wrote it. I think that he, it seemed from the article that he truly believed that this was an error on uh, Apple's part. I think that you're right, though, that there are a lot of clickbait articles that, you know, that are on Apple. I think that Apple takes, like, if this happened on a, any Microsoft thing, no one would even be batting an eye. It wouldn't have gotten any traction. People just don't expect, they, they expect more of Apple products than they expect more of Apple. And because... Apple is so effortless to use that when it doesn't work out that way or when something is much more confusing than expected, yeah, people are up at arms and we're ready with our pitchforks and, and fire and hopefully bring marshmallows because we might as well do s'mores at the same time. <laughs> but it's, it's, I, I think that it's a hard thing because Apple is, has such a good track record for making great effortless products that just work and so when it doesn't just work, people get really frustrated. Yeah, and I think the the time is gone where Apple products just worked. I, I think the quality of their software has definitely slipped in the last few years. But, you know, I, let's bring it back to iMore for a second, which two people here on the podcast, like, right for. You know, like, something really impressed me about iMore is last year, uh, an Apple employee was robbed at home, uh, was kidnapped in a very low-hanging, older iPad prototype was stolen at the same time. And what does everyone else lead with in the story? Apple prototype stolen, like all this stuff, because they know it's going to be clickbait. And even right. though the, the facts of the situation are that it's not something that's very important to, to Apple, you know, it was an older thing. iMore is the only publication, and Renee was the only editor to sit down and write a mature, accurate headline, like putting the employee first that was kidnapped in the situation. <laughs> like, uh. let's say first things first, the person that was kidnapped is okay. And I think that's the double standard that Apple yeah. is consistently held to where people want this fiery, ridiculous kind of journalism. 
Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's because it it people will read it. Like, I don't know how many, like, Renee does really well with his articles, but I don't know how many people just scroll down from the person being okay to, and what about the prototype? Unfortunately, yeah. we can be horrible people and we want the salacious over, you know, uplifting stories are good, but fear-mongering stories get more clicks, right? Well, because you know, something I found out, you know, we've, because one of the techniques you used against me is SEO warfare where they're actually doing warfare to pollute my name online with all kinds of nonsense. And I've looked a lot into this. It costs over $30,000 to just mm. have someone go through and try to clean it up. But Georgia, wow. to, to go with what you're saying, people do click on dirt. That's one of the reasons yeah. why yeah. that kind of stuff rises to the top of an yes. SEO search result. So no matter if it's true or not. Yeah. And people often don't care. They don't care. They, they, and I don't think that they think about how, because they're just, responsibility is dispersed among a population. And that's why if you're attacked, if you're mugged and there's a hundred people watching, you get mugged, there's less of a chance that you'll be helped versus if there's two people watching, you get mugged because the responsibility is spread among the amount of people that are there with you. Wow. So... So when people, you know, they say, well, I'm just one of a million people, it doesn't really matter. Tell me something happy, Georgia. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I just bring this back to the article for, for a second no, before we no, go, no, go no. down into muggings? Because yeah. I, I, I think that because when I read this article, I've seen this a lot. And because and, I know that we're all nerds here and a lot of our listeners are nerds and a lot of I our like listeners. I like to say the word geek. Thank you. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, we'll be, like, we'll be geek yeah. inclusive. That's uh. very offensive to my people. So, <laughs> my people, my people are so, offended. So I, I don't, you know, some of our listeners and maybe some of us have never dealt with this particular user before, who is someone who is probably very intelligent, but, and knows enough about technology to think that they understand how things work, but not enough to actually understand how things work. Ooh, and so sick burn. Sick no, burn. and I'm not even saying that to be mean. Like I'm saying that because I saw Steve get out a pitchfork. I've never seen Steve take out a pitchfork. So quickly. I don't, I'm not, I'm not even being mean about it. I'm just saying salty that this Steve. is Steve. salty Steve. Because just because I've I've dealt with this user, you know, a fair a fair number of times, and they and what will happen is that they will have certain pieces of information that they know to be true, and they will go and look up some more information, and they will come to a conclusion based on certain disconnected facts that will not actually be the the reality, and then they'll just run us, with it. Steve, isn't that all of us? Sorry, salty Steve, salty Steve. Isn't that all of us? Don't we all think, you know, isn't there always someone else that knows much more? I'm sure that people oh, yeah. are like, you're actually right. wrong. You know, yeah. all of the things that you have assumed to be true. I, I think that that's yeah. probably most of the time that I say something. And then later I'm like, oh, you know what? That was a little bit more inaccurate than I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if we can even hold one person. It's almost like when I was like a yellow belt in martial arts. I think that then was I, I was at my hardest level of bad but kickeringery, um, thinking that I could take on the world. And the more I knew, the more I was like, okay, you better like, you know, be polite in this you know, faction yeah. because, you know, now I've been beaten many more times than I was when I was just starting out. And I thought that, you know, you know, come get me in the dark alley and beware. 
um, fear me. <laughs> but it was really like, you know, yeah, I would have been just beaten up. Yeah, and so I, I think that we're all we're all made for cognitive dissonance. Yeah. yeah. Do we do we have anything else to say before you yell at me being salty some more or <laughs> salty? Steve. Hold on, are you I'm getting salty again? I'm not gonna stand in your way. He's gone salty. from from special snowflake to salty, salty Steve. Steve. Oh, Which salty. do you like? Tweet right, out gonna... to this number. Steve, <laughs> prefer... Steve, tell me something that really upsets you. Something that really makes you fail to understand the capacity for kindness. <laughs> Dogs, I guess. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. Dogs? I don't know. Not me. No, I'm not. <laughs> I swear to God, Steve, gonna I'm going to drive your house. Or... I'm going to throw a brook through the window. I'm just going to like drop rocket and slat and kablam bring, in the just house. Just bring him a baby pug to his house. Yeah. That's all you have to do yeah, now. They're just what the, what the girls the do. You'll yeah. never not know. have a dog Pug back after that. He's I'm going to commission it. one yep. of those those giant airplanes that like drops flame retardant onto forest fires, and I'm going to have it filled with pugs, and we're just going to dive bomb Steve's house with pugs. Okay, wait. All I see are like blood and dead pugs. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, they just end up with like a, a lawn full of pug corpses. Get, after no. That? <laughs> Although that's the that's the title <laughs> of this. That's the title of this episode. That is. You are not winning hearts and minds with that operation, Micah Sarge. Parachute. Sweet, but, Hug uh, you know. parachutes. Micah, did you, you just say the word retardant on our show? <laughs> I did. Flame did retardant. Did you just say the word retardant? Wait. Yes, flame retardant. Retardant, retardant I think, is what he said. Yes. That's I what don't I'm think that's, that's... That's... No. <laughs> I, I don't like that kind of language on this show. And I think you all, Oliver... Everyone, when you write your reviews of Isometric <laughs> this week... Please mention oh, no. Mike's use of the word. No, please don't, because iTunes will never feature us. And also, you're probably wearing clothes <laughs> they ever that are also. Us yet? This has never happened. Right. We're never being featured. So, so Bree, you you mentioned, and you're about to uh, you're about to ship the Revolution sixty special edition. Yeah, we finished it uh, yesterday, and then oh, we awesome. found some things we forgot, and then we spent today finishing it again. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's that's how development tends to go. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, yeah, I mean, so I want to be really honest with everybody here. Like Steve, you were you know we were friends when Rev sixty uh, iOS came out, and you know Georgia, you. You were around then too. Um, I have to say. Wait, wait, a, wait a second. Yeah, we yeah. were friends too. We were very good friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were around. You no, I will, I will we never forget you saying, like, oh, I'm really scared. This game is going to suck. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'll what? I'll never forget. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I did say that. I'm like, this is going to be really awkward. If it, well, actually, I said that after I actually played the game. I'm like, Really happy. I really like the game. <laughs> I'm sure glad this didn't that. suck. That's a nice thing to say to somebody. Oh my God. I, that I was worried that it would suck, but it was really good. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things, you know, we, we don't want to talk about Gamergate and a lot of the, the harassment that, you know, has happened on this show. But I think, like, it's really worth talking about this before launch at least once because I have to say it is really – been hell on me and everyone else at my company to the point where I'm really questioning if I even want to stay in this field anymore. Um, so, you know, we re- released Rev60. I had no problem. You know, like Steve, you remember this. There were people on ADN and I would send out stuff to that. 
now, like if even one copy of Rev 60 gets out, it's on the torrent. So I can't go through and like release it um, freely. And people's anonymity and harassment is like constantly on my mind. A really good example, we had to go through the credits and we had to take out absolutely everyone's last names out of fears that Gamergate is going to go through and get their names and harass them, which is an utterly reasonable fear. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing is like we we put together a list of like, you know, YouTube people that we were going to send the game to, you know, people I have a relationship with. And I realized I could not ethically send this and ask like, you know, women friends of mine on YouTube to review this game because I was just asking for a ton of harassment to get sent their way. And, you know, I have to say, it's just an entirely different timber this time around where we are really, really, it's just depression in the office because we know as soon as the game gets out, um, we're in for like a storm of harassment. So I don't know. It's it's really been very hard. And does it make it like that? It, it kind of ruins that feeling. It makes it bittersweet that you've released this game that you've spent so much time and effort to, but you also know that there's like an impending risk of it being really horrible as well at the yeah. same time, which well, is... Well, I know it will be horrible. Yeah. I, I know for a fact it will be horrible. Um, if you looked at my Twitter lately, um, I very deliberately, like I've been talking about NES games and a bunch of trivial stuff because I'm trying to build up like some mental energy to get this game out the door, uh, you know, for, for all of that. So I swear, you know, the, the entire irony for me is Gamergate swears up and down. Like they're all about ethics and gaming journalism. They just want creators to be able to create what they want without any kind of political agenda. It's just a complete lie. Like, you know, my, my entire company is just terrified of this. So I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's just really a different feeling now. So yeah, how do you I mean, cope, remember, Bree? How do I cope? Yeah. I, I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I'm really, you know, Georgia, this is getting real on this, this show, but I've always thought of myself as a tough person and I just am at a point now where I just can't handle this kind of harassment in my life all the time. And mm -hmm. I mean, the truth is I'm not coping. I try to put on a brave face for, you know, this show and my professional appearances, but like behind the, the scenes, like my nerves are fried. I, I just, I'm, I'm beaten down. I feel like John McClane at the end of a Die Hard movie. <laughs> so, right, right, right. I right. I better hair. Yeah. But I mean, I don't better. think anybody could, you know, withstand what you've been through and not feel that way. I mean, yeah. you're, you're human too, at, you know, at the end of the day. I mean, there's only so much of people screaming at you constantly that any person would be able to take without having it, you know, having it affect them negatively, at least a little bit. I mean, it's certainly well, a lot. It's not even that. I yeah. mean, people yelling at me is the easiest part. Is well, yeah. Death threats. I mean, do you know what yeah. it's like to have people writing fanfic of murdering you and no, send I that don't. to you and to read I that? I honestly don't. Constantly? I... Yeah, no. Uh, it's it's just festering. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, we're going to ship this game. Um, but I have to say, like, I'm not sure we're going to do a full court press with it um, yeah. as far as getting it out there. Um, I kind of just want to ship this game and, you know, see what chapter is next for me. Um, so at the very least, I'm going to take the summer off. So yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's definitely been a bittersweet uh, week at the company. So sorry if that's kind of dragging down the show today, but it's real. <laughs> 
No, not right. at all. I mean, right. it's yeah. it's important to share these things just as much as the funny haha moments. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I I just have to agree with everybody else. I mean, there's not much more to add in terms of. Uh, I think that you've been incredibly brave and incredibly strong. And yeah. I know that uh, for someone like you who is so strong and, and is uh, so good at just like standing in the middle of the river that's rushing toward you and not backing down, I'm sure that it's difficult to to even, you know, admit that it has gotten to you. And so that in and of itself was a brave act. And uh, I'm just glad that that the that the game is is you know getting finished that you guys that you did this and and you made it happen and then I'm happy yeah. that you're going to take some time for yourself because uh, yeah definitely it's awesome yeah this yeah. is something people say to me all the time like um, oh you're so strong you're so tough and I find there's very little awareness of like what has gone on in my life to bring me to this point and I've talked about all this before so you know I'm born my family gets rid of me you know, puts me in this extremist religious right family to grow up in, in Mississippi. So I lose that family. My first memory is my parents telling me I'm adopted. You know, I grow up, um, you know, I grow up, I'm different uh, because of a lot of different things. Like, you know, I end up with a drug problem. I go to rehab, just trying to like get through all these issues that, you know, my family wouldn't get me treatment about. And, you know, then I end up getting disowned after I get, you know, so it's been like an entire process of horrible stuff that's happened to me in my life to get me to this point. Like, you're not born strong. Like, you survive difficult circumstances. So, you know, but there's a a point where you really wonder if it's changing who you are. So... I don't know. There's going to be a really big uh, evaluation of where I am and what I'm doing after after this year. And, you know, I get job offers from other companies all the time. Uh, you know, I have a book offer that's on the table. And, uh, you know, I've got a really good idea about what I'm going to do with that. But I really am not sure that it's possible to stay in the game industry with this kind of harassment going after the founder every day. Cause I can't market my game freely. I can't create the game freely. Like they really have harassed us to the point where I don't enjoy my job anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's a really important point. What you said of, of that people don't really get um, what you've been through or what other people that have gone through, really traumatic events, or you don't even know if someone won't share, like you've been really honest and open about the things that you've been through. And I think that we are often very quick to make snap judgments and to look at the, you know, outsides of, oh, look, she's very successful. She's doing all this. And so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give her the benefit of the doubt in, in any way, shape or form, or, you know, think that there might be other things that someone's going through. And yeah. it might not all be yeah. be happiness and easy. And I, I think that we're very um, we're not very thoughtful of other people and what they might be going through as well. And we can be exceptionally harsh, and we, we're becoming unfortunately a little bit more callous and quick to to jump on any bandwagon that that might be very damaging to other people. And it's a, a sad state of our culture right now. And I, I think that we need to take a little bit of a, a look back and be more thoughtful about people and letting people know some positive things. We're really great to jump on Twitter and attack and harass. And very rarely are we kind and thoughtful to other people. And I think we need to do a little bit more about that because that really is helpful when people have had a rough day 
and someone's helped say something that's kind of given you a, a little bit of a pump up or a little bit of you're not alone in it or I'm you know here for you or I'm sorry that this is happening or that's unfair it it's it's a little something to help scale you know scale the balances back into a feeling where you're not like everyone is against me and it's just such a hard uphill battle I truly um, can't even understand what it's like for to go through what you're going through when you're trying to release something that you've cared about and the amount yeah. of harassment because of a video game yeah. is is just so horrific to think of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to dwell on it today, but that's yeah. uh, that's kind of where we are. Um, I will say this: it's a good game. It's a lot of yeah. uh, drastic visual improvements. I mean, Steve, you've seen the side by side screenshots I've been yeah. showing on Twitter all week, and uh, yeah, it's night know, and day. Yeah, it's night and day. We sped up the combat. We added new scenes. Like uh, one of the things the first time around is everyone came to me and they said, "Oh, Amelia, I love Amelia. I love Amelia. She's the best character." And to me, like Amelia is the villain of the script. Um, so we added two new scenes in our special edition to kind of get it really hit the nail on the head how this is a character that is, you know, very likable, but she's very intrinsically motivated by herself. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, I'm really happy to get this game out the door. So, you know, Georgia, something I think about all the time is when I was in college. There was a kid in my dorm, his name was Jason, and he tried out for real world five times because he was absolutely desperate to become a celebrity. And he kept trying out and trying out and trying out. And I want to tell you, like, when I walk down the street in Seattle, strangers come up and say hello to me. Well, I'm at the airport, I always have strangers coming up to me these days. It sucks, it is horrible, it is really weird. And, you know, I, it's really hard to describe to someone that doesn't um, hasn't been through this what it's like to have strangers have really really strong opinions about you positively yeah. or yeah. negatively yeah. when mm -hmm. they don't know you. Yeah. Um, it's it's really bizarre, and I'm sure there are some people that enjoy that, but it's just not the way I'm wired, you know. Yeah, I don't think that people get that. I think that losing your your sense of anonymity that every time you might be doing something, if you trip, if you pick your nose, if you um, eat something and food drops out, that there might be someone snapping a picture, coming up to you, laughing at you about it. And when it's for something that's controversial, that anyone that's coming up to you, it also may be someone that's going to yell at you or say something horrible to you. It's, I don't think that anyone can truly understand that loss of being able to be like lost in a crowd and feel like you can just be yourself and yeah. enjoy it yeah. without worrying that someone's not snapping pictures, looking at it, tweeting out something about it. It's yeah. a, a horrible cost that we have. And there's there's really we have horrible laws right now for for like harassment and in the times of the Internet and posting and privacy. The laws just have not kept up with the technology. And so because of that, there's little recourse as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Can we, can we, yes. can we talk about something happier for a of second? Because I also, you talked, yeah. cause you talked about the NES tweets that you were oh sending out. Oh my God, I've been we, this all week. It is so fun. <laughs> yes. Can we, can we talk about Frank's magical NES adventure for just a minute? <laughs> of course we can. Because I, you were tweeting out, first of all, 
we we learn that Frank is a horrible person because he refuses to play as Princess Peach in Super oh. Mario Brothers 2. Oh. Yeah, so that means that both he's a terrible person and he doesn't have a drive to win because <laughs> Peach is objectively the best character in that game. Like, it, you know, personality aside, just being able to float over gaps is a better ability than any of the others have combined. <laughs> And then you you subjected him to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game after that. Oh my God, the Teenage Mutant the Ninja first, Turtles the first game. One, the first Why one. Why would you do that? That horrible game. It ate so many of my quarters. It's a hateful game. That's a hateful game. <laughs> oh no, this isn't Peach. even the arcade no, this, game, Georgia. This is the oh, first one. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh. Who, why this would you the, do that? This is the yeah. This is the one that's even harder than the arcade game. It's really would, hard. So. <laughs> You know, I had a thought. So can I tell you all about my adventures, like getting the NES? So yeah. a while back I had, uh, it was an isometric listener actually that sent me an entire crate full of, he, he sent me his NES and he sent me a bunch of his old games. Now the NES was rusted to the point where it wouldn't work. Uh, and there's actually a documentary that's coming out later this year of like Frank and I taking it apart and trying to get it to work. So then the documentary people needed an NES to work somewhat for the show. So we ended up going over to this retro game place again, an old like standard, uh, you know, like the front loading NES where the cartridges go down. The reason everyone has to blow in these cartridges is because the pressure puts, um, on the 72 joint uh, pin like cartridge slot, it is a mechanical defect and it dies over time. So like I have two old NESs here that don't work at all unless like yeah, you disassemble too. one of them and like hold it a certain way. Oh my. So yeah. I go, I go F it. You know what? I've got all these great games here and I am going to take the summer off with Frank and I'm going to show him how to do this. We're going to get a game genie. So I go out and I find the Rolls Royce of Nintendo systems which is the top-loading NES Oh, you 2. found a top-loader? Oh, my God, it. that's like the holy grail. <laughs> I, got, I got that and a whole pile of games for $150, and I get wow. it here. And then I find out that the top-loading NES will not accept a game genie. So, you know, and that was my hope to, like, introduce Frank to all these older games is to, like, hook him up with Infinite Lives and stuff. So we are actually, we're going to solder apart, sorry, we're going to solder apart a, uh, a Game Genie later tonight and see if we can get oh it to God. force load to it. So we'll awesome. see how this works. I, know. I just had to look at my NES to see if it was a top yeah. loader or not because I totally forgot. Um, but it's not. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. Because the, 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 the patents or whatever it was expired. So now you can, you know, there are companies that are making like knockoff NESs that will play the old game. So I bought one of those like forever ago. That's a top loader. I don't know if it takes a game genie or not. But just to be able to play all my old games that I still have in the basement that I, of course, never actually did. But I should submit, I should subject the girls to that at some point. It because, makes me feel just so happy, yeah. even just the, the thought of blowing into the cartridges. Yeah. That was just such a happy moment for me. Yeah. Frustrated because it wouldn't play, but that like. Whew, like the, like it was just great. Yeah, and like ninety percent of those effects. games are crap, but I'm sure that the ten percent that are still good is still a lot of games that you you have to play There's through. A lot of games that were really yeah. good. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't uh, agree more. So how did Frank do it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Break? He's sucking at everything. <laughs> he is terrible. Yeah, but doesn't so, everyone? No, Frank is a game. special kind of sucking oh. game. I love it. <laughs> 
So I, I feel like I have to say this. The reason Frank is so bad at games is, you know, because he's 12 years older than I am. So, Steve, you and I are the same age. So when we yeah. were in high school and we were playing, you know, the the later NES games and the Super Nintendo games, uh, Frank was getting a PhD. <laughs> back that was a waste of time. That's, well, you know, that that's still, at least you'll still be able to hold Glass Joe over him for, you know, forever. So that's something, at least. It's true. It's true. That's but we did have a couple of people who tweeted questions at us that I think we need to address. And, and um, as a reminder, you can call uh, 508-418-3532, or you can tweet uh, the hashtag DisruptMe to, uh, to get your questions answered on this show. We don't have any calls this week, um, so shame on you listeners. Yeah, but we do have, But we do have a couple of tweets. So the first one is from uh, at SlingerTail, who says... Um, can you talk about your pets unless you are a petless sociopath, i.e. Steve? Yeah. So Salty I will Steve. Just be quiet. Salty Steve. Salty sociopath Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Salty sociopath that's Steve sells seashells by the seashore. Whoa! Also fails to understand the capacity for kindness. <laughs> yes. Also doesn't that's, know that's that you. pug parachutes are a real thing. Pug parachutes on on Bitmoji. That's my sh- my T-shirt has a pug on it. Does, is it parachuting? Not yet, not yet. I'm not gonna let 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 Micah get close to it. People keep your pugs away from Micah. Yeah, he'll he'll just launch them out of a cannon. No, you all don't understand me. I, I was I couldn't even say anything when you were saying it because my mouth was agape just because of like how horrible. You don't know my life. Be. You don't know what I've been through. <laughs> Don't judge me. You don't know me. Don't, don't judge tell us about pugs. your dog. Like yeah, right. tell us I, about your dog. Yeah, dogs. I'll tell you about my two pups. Dog? Yeah, um, I have two dogs. One's name is Mizzy, but I call her well. Shane and I call her Mama. Didn't we already do this? Listen. <laughs> Look, I've listened to a lot of stuff about your kids. You can shut up and <laughs> talk about the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about you my kids. Know how many. Oh, okay. Your kid used your gold in your app. Okay, that's really interesting. That's not my kids. Can we just can we just note which one of us was the one that was trying to shut down the pet conversation? Because it was not me. It was on the fridge. Okay. <laughs> Everyone to your ding ding ding. Everyone to your corners. All right, uh, Dow. Um. <laughs> Please tell me about your dogs. Oh, thank you. I will. Uh, I've got two. Uh, one's name is Mizzy, but we call her Mama, and she responds to Mama. Um, we adopted her, and her name was Mizzy before, and for some reason, we just started calling her Mama, and uh, that is stuck. And she is a Chihuahua Rat Terrier mix. Um, so she's got this cute little bobbed tail. She's mostly black and has some brown. Um, she was a very, very anxious dog before. Uh, when you'd walk up to her, she would kind of curl into a little ball and just pee because she was just so scared of everything. Um, And so we kind of rehabbed her uh, and she's now, she's still just as like, I wouldn't call it anxious now. She's just kind of buzzing, but that's how kind of all small dogs work. Uh, but she's turned it into like a happiness thing as opposed to a fear thing. Uh, so that we're, we're really happy about that. And she's just, she's so awkward because uh, the terrier, terrier in her makes her legs a little bit longer than like a chihuahua's normally would be. So watching her run up and down the stairs is just the most hilarious thing. 
Um, and to the, the one thing that I, I've talked about this before, but, uh, whenever she sees any sort of small animal, like a rodent, the hair on her back stands up and it looks like a mohawk that runs from her, her little bobbed tail all the way up to her head. And it's just adorable. Uh, and then I have a dog named Henry and he is a full bred chihuahua. Um, he's smaller than Mizzy and also younger than Mizzy. Um, and I've had him since he was a tiny, tiny little puppy, um, he is there's there's not like a whole a whole lot about him that uh that is like I don't know with Mizzy there's so many so much personality with him he's just kind of like a a calm and collected cool little dude um he's a blue chihuahua uh which is kind of rare in chihuahuas but his What mom, color is a blue chihuahua? It's like a it's a gray that has like a blue hue to it. Um, nice. so yeah, it's like, we a, need pictures. Yeah. I'll, I, Oh, trust me. I've got plenty. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Micah Sargent, you can see all the doggy photos, but yeah, those are my, okay, my you have two. to send us one on Twitter. Cause I don't, I'm not on Instagram. We will post a, a photo in the show notes for sure. Uh, link up one and, and yeah. pictures of rocket too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've yes, got to we talk about week. your dogs now. This let's, is my week. Let's hear about oh. your pups. Uh, so my my pups are uh, well. A the most important thing is they can take Micah's dogs in a fight. They are <laughs> they are vicious killers and they seek to destroy Steve Lubitz. That's their goal. Like they're like shit house, too mixes. Well, I mean they're they, dogs, they so that goes without saying. No, they do. They have they have a little bulletin board in their kitchen, and Steve's face is right there. <laughs> it just has. To eat. They do they throw darts at it? Do they do they yeah. try they'll to lick, take my eyes out with the darts? Death is what you're saying. All true. It's all true. Okay, so I have one dog. There's a rat bastard, and his name is Kablam. This dog is terrible. So then we have our other dog, Splat, who is traumatized and so scared of humans that he hides in the corner still all the time. Wow. And it doesn't matter how much we love him or like, you know, like we, we he's in doggy heaven. Like he's got a huge yard. He's got two brothers and sisters. He's got, you know, Frank and I just do nothing but like love him. And he still has so much trauma from like his childhood where he grew up in this horror farm in Indiana in a puppy mill that he can't uh, process it. So, you know, we just give him love. And uh, then there's Rocket, who is perfect in every way, and she's my favorite dog. <laughs> okay, I'll talk about my dog, finally. Here we go. Uh, okay. Shih Tzu as well. So, Brie, you have, like, probably, like, a family member of my dog in your house. That's right. We do. We do. They look very similar, too. Yeah, what's your dog's name? Mila. Mila? Like Mila Kunis? Uh, well, the kids had to, they thought about the name, and so it ended up being a mix of, of two of it's the names. It's a portmanteau and of two names. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. You are the perfect, like, child diplomat. You both want your own names, so we're combining them. Take that. Serious topic. Is that, would that be okay? What? Yes. Yes. And she's, she's, dogs are adorable. I don't know what Steve's thinking about. Like, I wouldn't throw pugs out of a, Seriously. a, of a helicopter, you know, but anyways. Well, you're missing um, out. In all, in all seriousness, I find dogs adorable. I just get very anxious when they're near me. Like, I, if I am, like, on a, on one side of a window and there's a, an adorable puppy on the other, I am, like, super happy to fawn at that puppy. It's just when they're near me, I don't know what it is. But I just get very anxious when they're like running around and I can't see them. We and all can, of a sudden there's something brushing could, up against Georgia my leg. Can and get the yeah, that. Georgia can fix yeah. that. You've got like, what's that called? Canophobia? 
I wonder. Uh, the last time I tried to name yeah. phobias, I really it's, it's called Ilias, Micah. It's called Did Ilias. we leave that in? Did we? Steve, yeah, did we that was in there. That's in there. That was it. Was in there, and I got a tweet about it. <laughs> did you? Yeah. yeah. Luckily, the person just thought great. it was funny, but I was like, no, so, it's so bad. Funny. Oh, oh much. that was really yeah that was great yeah. it was great um so there's a huge set of fire it's actually raining fire in fort mcmurray um and yeah. so if you have any funds or would like to donate to the canadian red cross that would be appreciated you can donate by texting fires f-i-r-e-s to four five six seven eight and that'll donate ten dollars or you could donate directly to the Red Cross. It's donate.redcross.ca uh, to make a donation in order to help the area. It's pretty bad if you've seen the videos on the internet. It is truly the apocalypse there. It's It really is raining fire down as people try to escape. Jesus. Uh, what, so, what happened? That, that, is this, was it a, a, just a storm? Or, they, sorry, they, no, believe that it's, they believe that it's man-made. Oh, um, oh. It doesn't mean it's purposeful. Um, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, even like putting out a cigarette in an area that's very dry can start, uh, you know, fire very quickly and it can get out of hand. So we don't know. Probably by the time that this airs, we'll we'll have more information on that and uh, the amount of people that, you know, are going to be displaced and and are hurt by this. So uh, anything that you can donate would be helpful. And the Red Cross is really good about putting allocating funds to where they need to be allocated. Yes, and yeah. I believe if you are in Canada uh, and you go to the iTunes store or the App Store on your phone, there is a an option to donate. Um, I just look. I saw it earlier today, and I tried to look at it on mine, um, and it's showing uh, relief for Japan and Ecuador. But uh, I believe Canadian App Store uh, features that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we'll put a link to the yeah. show notes of how you, where you can donate and stuff like that too, so that you don't have to try to remember this as you're listening and you're and you're driving in your car. You can just click on the link yeah. and be able to do that. But so I we have one very important question from at Samwife who asks, "How would you explain Dungeons and Dragons in the space of a single tweet?" Awesome. <laughs> I think that's cheating. Collaborative Georgia. storytelling with dice. Role playing, players role playing. You know, in a dungeon trying not to die or kill off their friends. Oh, that's more than 140 characters. With dice. We need, we need, a, judge. We need a dungeon master to, uh, to, to roll for this and, and explain if we got that right or not. It's improvised storytelling with rules. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't what, if, what about a robot dog, Steve? Like, what if I, like, bought an Ivo on the I actually have a robot. I actually had it? one. Yeah? Did you? Yeah. Okay. There was like this, oh God, I don't even remember what the hell it was. There was like this, this fad like 10 years ago where there was like one, you know, like one of these Furby type things. I remember that dog. Oh, it was metal. And so it had, it had like a digital face or something. And like my, one of my favorite stuffed animals growing up was a pound puppy. And like, I cried after Turner and Hooch at the end of it that I won't spoil a 30 year old movie. <laughs> what happens at the end? But, uh, you know, I was, I was actually like broken up after Turner and Hooch for days after that after is, i watched is that, that the one where snape kills dumbledore no mm-hmm. that no that's uh that's snape. the matrix oh gotcha gotcha yeah okay snoop is someone else Snoop, <laughs> snoopy <laughs> dogs <laughs> yeah he's snoop lion now remember uh, or is he back 
I, I don't even know what you two are talking about anymore. We're I'm filling like, the dead air with words that might not mean anything. <laughs> it's just words. They're just, they're just crayon. Uh, all right. Well, so then I think I think we ought to we ought to find we ought to wrap this up and it cost our listeners to uh, to rate the show and reward the listeners who have done their do their duty as a listener. Okay. And I- gone and and rated the show in iTunes and I we're on Spotify now I believe but I don't know if there's any way to rate I checked it out um, and I didn't see a way on Spotify uh one note uh next week uh I will do my best to make sure that uh Brie gets a chance to see some of the international reviews uh because I have seen at least three tweets come to the Disruption FM uh where they're not in the U.S. and they're like hey are you do you hear you know we're out here uh so there's a site that lets you look at all of the different reviews and there are some really good ones can you send me that yeah yeah I I get only the Canadian ones and the app is has run out that I was able to to see international, so yeah, I'll post it in our group chat um, yeah. with awesome. the ones that that are that are particularly good because I, I don't think there's any way for me to like share the actual thing, but I can maybe export like a PDF or something so you can all see it. But yeah, that way we can uh, get all of you who are writing fantastic reviews who aren't in the U.S. or in Canada because there's some yeah. good ones. Send them. All right, all right. Yeah. So I think now is the time where we tell people to rate the show. You know, we've done this for several weeks now. And I want to tell you, I'm very proud of most people that have uh, rated and reviewed the show. I think the best one is here from, uh, let's see, was this from, who's this from again, Steve? Um, It's from Brian Maynard. Yes, this is from Brian Maynard is the first one, I believe. Is it it the first one? The first one, yeah. He said he was the very first one to rate the show. So I'm, I believe that is the first one. So we're going to take his word for it. So, okay, here's his review. Disrupt your day. I had this irresistible urge to rate this new awesome show. George's feet and her marriage. Yes, they are intertwined, but you have to listen to find out how. <laughs> Brianna's nasty juice, rods and cones, sprint ads, Sailor Moon. It's all there and more. And Brianna's suggestion that I must rate the show had no effect on this review. None. <laughs> Excellent. I'm very proud of you for doing that. We're going to read this other review this week. Uh, this is a quality review. Uh, this is Sparrow's. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> if you do not listen to this incredible, terrifying podcast, Georgia Dow's invasion of the U.S. will continue unabated. That is accurate. <laughs> that is accurate. I could tell everyone to go rate the show this week. I could threaten your life and your families and, <laughs> and, and, and curse you for a thousand generations if you didn't do it. I could do that. But instead, I'm going to very awkwardly plug my other podcast rocket and her t-shirts that are available to sell that you can buy right Steve, now. So edit this turn, part out. No, don't edit it out. Don't edit it out. Edit it out Simone. Simone has an awesome catchphrase, unlike Georgia. And um, her <laughs> catchphrases make it weird. We've never had any catchphrase for Georgia, which is why we've never put it on a t-shirt. So you can buy a t-shirt with that catchphrase on it and if you want to see a disruption isometric like t-shirt or something like that like maybe we could have like a big robotic foot of of disruption uh, down and like crushing isometric <laughs> on your you exist no more you're we could, fired we could destroy it with a with a barrage of parachuting pugs is what we could do or not parachuting pugs that. 
Also, tweet dog pictures at Steve this week, please. Yeah, I'm not talking about cute puppies. I want to see terrifying pictures of dogs. <laughs> oh, good, Cujo. Just a, a timeline full of Cujos. Dogs Fantastic. Evil, okay. Um, the robot dogs from uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon will be okay. Send all those pictures to Steve, please, this week. And use the hashtag Disrupt Steve. Disrupt Steve. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, and if you... <laughs> Uh, you can, you can, oh my God, I'm, I can't even He's talk broken. anymore. I'm broken. broken. I'm done. <laughs> salty Steve is broken. Salty, oh, salty Steve. Steve is broken. Salty Steve. coming for you. Oh my God. Is that a real dog? I'm going to have to go. Oh my God. I, I don't even know. Anyway, you can go find all links to all that stuff, except for where to send me links of terrible dogs to, uh, you can go to Relay FM. Relay.fm slash disruption, and you can find links to uh, rate us in iTunes. You can find a link to email us if you would like to communicate with us that way. Um, you can find links to all the other shows on Relay. There's Rocket and a whole bunch of other stuff that is not Rocket or Disruption. And um, you can you can also uh, you can also make sure if you want to get your questions on the air, you can call 508-418-3532 or tweet with the hashtag disrupt me and we will get your, your questions answered um, whether you like it or not. And you can follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is underscore disruption FM. I am at wicked good and uh, Bree, where can people find you other than sending me pictures of terrible dogs? On Twitter. Under the, the account space cat gal. Uh, and Georgia, where can people find you? At Georgia underscore Dow. No, Georgia, give me more innovation than that. Come on, we're ending this show. Where are you, Georgia? Give me something funny. Give me a punchline. Come back. Where can to people us. find you, Georgia Dow? At, at Georgia underscore Dow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I do punchline? I don't think I do punchlines. Now we could wrap it. Ask, after. ask me, Steve. Pretend I'm Georgia Dow and ask, ask where to find me. So, so Bree, Georgia, uh, where can people find you online? I will be at WWDC this year with Brianna doing the Disruption live show that we are trying to negotiate currently. I will be there. I will promise because Bree's my good friend. And I respect her. I will be there at WWDC this year. Wow. I think that's legally binding, actually. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. George is speechless. Okay. Good, now it's your turn to be broken. Salty George is broken. <laughs> salty There's George. only one salty Steve. Salty I can't even Steve. imagine a salty Georgia. That would be unthinkable. Anyway, Michael, where can people find you online? At Salty Steve on Twitter. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's you. That's you. Uh, at Micah Sargent on Twitter. Send All right. feet. No. <laughs> Send dog feet. You couldn't, I saw you couldn't even watch the, the uh, colored no. review of all the stuff. I thought you were... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, mm. there was this there was this fun Facebook live. Oh, video, yeah, we had to mention that. Uh, that that Imore had done where they were showing off all of Renee's ridiculous number of gadgets uh, in all ridiculous. the different colors. And what should we see and what should we find? But a Georgia Dow foot hanging out in the <laughs> entire video. Aww. I was like, this is a personal assault on me. And I 
am angry. So yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't really watch it because I you should have had you edit that video. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like I'm worse really going to the dogs. Oh, oh, oh. come on. All right, that the show's over. Go listen to something else. Go before Go don't don't encourage my dad jokes. Go listen to something else. Go, Go. we're done. We're done. Go rate the show. Bye, salty Steve. <laughs>from a listener because they were missing from isometric us talking about the video games that we're playing so i was hoping we could do a little bit of an after show this week uh after the credits and talk about what we're playing this week so micah what are you playing uh i've been settling into a new job i've not had time to do anything else Uh, sorry everybody uh, sorry to let you down georgia what are you playing okay so breeze got me addicted to sailor moon drops i'm uh I've finished the whole game. I have what? to now wait. I'm finished the whole game. Yeah. When I play They have game, to build I... new levels for you. Like you're the person that they need to build new levels for? Yes. I am I am I'm Sailor Hugs on Sailor Moon. What? <laughs> oh my god. And so if you look at the top rant, yeah, that's me. I'm I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Good work, George Dow. Oh, uh, I, I'm not, that's not sarcasm. I really am proud of you. <laughs> you you are that's a sailor so scout per bar none. Yeah, you did a, You're awesome. What about you, Steve? What are you playing? Well, mostly Hearthstone because the new expansion came out, and I'm still trying to figure out what decks I'm going to play. And um, but so and and the Overwatch open beta starts. It's actually started today, and I'm going to try to play some of that this weekend. Um, but I know nobody wants to hear me talk about Hearthstone. But there's this game I just downloaded like right before the show <laughs> called INKS, which on the iPhone, oh. which is this pinball puzzle game um, where there's like different like pinball tables and they're it's all white except that there's these little segments that are colored and you have to get the ball to kind of roll over all the colored segments to paint the level in order to finish it. So it's kind of relaxing. It's got a like you know some kind of relaxing music, and it's got this really cool like paint splash vibe to it because all the paint like blotches all over the all over the table as you break everything. It's pretty cool. So it just just came out today. So I, I think awesome. that you know, given that we all enjoy pinball, I think that might be up everyone's alley. I love pinball. Pinball's so fun. <laughs> what are you pl- what are you what are you yes, playing other than I- NES games, Bree? I, I just want to say, like, I've given you a lot of static on the show about your love of Hearthstone, but, like, you were legitimately one of the better players in the yeah. world these days, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, last season I finished at rank four, which puts me, I forget if it's top one or top two percent. Whoa, that's awesome. Um, that's on the North American server. Oh. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm legitimately good at it. Like, I don't say that I'm good at something unless I am, but I am like legitimately, I could be better. Like I have ways to improve. I don't think I'll like getting, I would like to get to legend. I don't think I will just because it's a huge time commitment. Like it's not, it's not a matter of, of skill as much as just being able to play 
I think it's some like they did the numbers. It's like with a 55% win rate, it's something like 500 games in the month or something like that. I have a job. Like I'm not, you know, if I were a professional Hearthstone player, I could do it, but I just don't have the time to be able to, to play that many games in a month. But I, I'm pretty happy with, you know, just being able to get up to rank five, which I think is top 2% is generally my goal for the month. And I've hit that the last three months, I think in a row. So, wow. Um, Impressive. Yeah. So I'm I'm legitimately good at the game. I mean, I know I tweet about it a ton and probably annoy people who follow me, but um, but I mean, I, I'm enthusiastic <laughs> about it because Sorry. it's yeah. just something that I'm good at, and <laughs> and and you know, and and I enjoy it. So and Maureen likes it too, and we play together. So that's the best. Um, you know, so it's so, so it's kind of like you and Maureen Pebble. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, we don't play against each other, but what we'll do is we'll um, so the main. The main mode is ranked, which is just like constructed decks. But there's the arena mode where you they give you uh, random cards and you choose one of each three and you kind of build a deck as you go. And we will do those together as like co-op. So she'll help me draft. I'll help her draft. Like she'll watch over me and tell me when I'm making a dumb move and I'll do the same same for her. And and generally I do it with her because my the runs that I do are generally turn out better when she's watching over my shoulder rather than I'm, when I'm just going it alone. So. Um, but yeah, it's like that's how we spend time together too. So it's you know it's nice. it's kind of a family activity. So yeah, my my husband is is in such withdrawal because he doesn't have his HTC Vive. <laughs> he watches videos sad and pathetically, and oh and is constantly refreshing uh, the email to see for oh, his so status. Sad. No, really, yeah. he, there's a problem. You he can help. A problem. You can help him. He's with that. no. He. I. I know. He's my husband. I yeah. cannot. There is no help. He will take no help from me. <laughs> it is. There's a problem. There's a problem. He's actually said to me, "I hope I don't die before I get my HDC." Oh vibe. my gosh! I, it's not even a joke. Wow. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is yeah. he is he sitting is outside sad. Best Buy right now trying to buy like buy the pre-ordered Oculus that they're showing off at Best Buy now? He really wants the HTC Vive, not Oculus. So um, we'll be getting Oculus as well. But you know, yeah. he really—he's—it's the yeah. The Vive has his heart, and now he's yeah, yeah. It's it's he's it's he's impossible right now. Um, oh, you know what I should say because I keep forgetting to. But um, you know, if if because I know I've gotten some people have asked me how to get better. I I've been streaming Hearthstone some lately. So if you want to watch, I'm not saying I'm the best, but I try to talk through my plays. So there's. Sweet. They want you to learn how to play Hearthstone well. Yeah. Then, like Maureen and I will usually do it together, and we'll talk about we'll talk about the cards that we're drafting and the plays that we're making and stuff like that. So, um, I don't. I I usually put it up. It's like random whenever we feel like it, but you know, usually like an hour or so when we do an arena run, and then we'll just you know stream it until the arena run ends. So it's usually fun. We get a couple people. It's it's been. I I like doing it. So I like teaching people. So awesome. You know, that's great. Yeah. So if you want to know what Hearthstone's all about, watch yeah. follow Steve. Yep. So so Bria, are you are you playing anything else other than Nintendo games or or NES games? Yeah, I'm kind of mega thing. addicted to Final Fantasy uh, Record Keeper. Uh, this is like we touched on it briefly on Isometric yeah. last year, and I couldn't sleep at 5 a.m. because of the stress of things we've been talking about on the show, uh, like uh, three or four weeks ago. And I've just gotten mega, mega, mega addicted to it. Um, I don't know if you've been following my tweets. I've been one of the best players in the entire world at Star Trek Timelines. Yeah. Um, like I finished the last tournament out of millions of players at 52nd, which is pretty freaking impressive, I think. 
Um, so, uh, but I'm kind of just burnt out on that game. So I'm giving uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper a bit more of a, a shot now. If you love Final Fantasies, it's definitely a great game. So I'm also, uh, for my downtime this summer, I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do. And uh, I'm planning on... Um, like going through all the Final Fantasy games. So, you know, I've beaten Final Fantasy 1, 4, 6, 7, 8, you know, 10, like every other person on the planet, but I've never beaten Final Fantasy 2, which never came out in the United States. Mm. I've never beaten Final Fantasy 3, which kind of came out in the United States. So I'm going to go back through and beat all those uh, Final Fantasies from Japan that never really came awesome. here. I'm nice. excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the also, other thing I want... Before I forget, Bree, I want to recommend to you also, there's actually another good game on the Vita that's called Severed. I don't know if you've heard of it um, from the people who did Guacamelee, but it's it's kind of like if uh, Infinity Blade was like more of like an RPG with like like a discover with like an exploration element. Like it uses the touchscreen a lot and it's about this girl who like wakes up and her arm is chopped off and she's given a sword and she has to fight her way through like this forest and it starts out with like this flashback of her like training to be a sword fighter with her mother which is who was like this burly knight um and so it might be something that you're interested in because it's actually a game that you can yeah. play on the vita that sounds really interesting i'll ch- yeah. check that out yeah cool okay right. well i think cool. we should go and yeah. i'm gonna go keep messing with steam's terrible interface for developers oh, i'm sorry <laughs> It's wonderful. That's wonderful. Oh, awesome. Good luck. good luck with that, Bree. Yep. Yeah, I'll need it. I'll need it. All right. All right I'll talk to everybody later. All right. Good night, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye.